I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 602 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, we are returning to reality TV today. I've got an awesome guest for you guys. Dion Dorico joins me on First Class Fatherhood today. Dion is the dad in the smash hit reality TV show series Doubling Down with the Doricos on TLC. He and his wife, Karen, have got 14 children. I'm going to let him give you the breakdown, but there are multiple multiples involved in the batch. Uh, Dion certainly has his hands full, to say the least. How in the world does he manage 14 children? Well, he and his wife and their family put that all on display for the world to see. All of their children were born naturally, including their quintuplets. Dion is a real estate investor by trade. He comes from Detroit originally. He's going to tell us all about how he manages as a father of such a large family, especially how they managed through the pandemic. This is such a fascinating conversation. I hope you'll enjoy it. Dion Tarico will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Dion Tarico was recorded on video. It is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. I don't think this one will be pulled down like my last one was. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the father and doubling down with the Doricos and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, if you guys do enjoy my reality TV show interviews, you got to go back and check out the interviews I've done with Matt Roloff of Little People Big World, Adam Busby of Outdaughtered, John Goslin from John and Kate Plus 8, Bill Klein from The Little Couple, and so many other dads have been here. Trent Johnston of The Seven Little Johnstons. Uh, just go through the archives of the podcast. You'll find them all there. And speaking of Matt Roloff, I was honored to have Matt write the forward for my new book, First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads, which is now available. You can find the link to the book in the description of today's podcast episode as well. Please be sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Ace to find all the upcoming guest announcements. And as always, guys, please let me spread the word about the podcast, every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Dion Dorico. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, a first class father, Dion Dorico. Oh, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Absolutely. It's great being here. Thank you so very much to First Class Fatherhood. Well, let's start here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Uh, we have uh, four, 14 children. Our oldest is Darian, who's 16. And then we have Derek, who's um, he'll be turning 12 in another month or two. Then Dallas and Denver twin boys, they're 10. Then we have quintuplets from Danico down to Dayton. And there'll be nine in September, so they're eight. And then we have uh, triplins, Diaz and Dior. They'll be five years old next month. And then we have two-year-old triplets. Can you believe it? I can't. I got four kids myself, Dion. And so uh, sometimes I I scramble their names up and stuff like that. So to be able to... uh get them all right. And I don't know how in the world it's possible for you to dedicate so much time to each and every one of them. We're going to jump into that in just a second. But if you could, Dion, just for my listeners, hit us with a little bit about your background and what you do. Um, What do I do? I father and parent 14 children, along with my wife. (laughs) Um, I do real estate. That's the career choice I got into many years ago. Um, I delved into uh, the um, distressed properties, so I specialize in if someone's losing their home, 
I will step in and buy their house for them, uh, do like a cash for keys, and then work out a short sale, a hopefully a short sale with the bank. And many times the bank will say no and they'll foreclose. But in most uh, cases, we're hoping that they say yes. And in that case, that would also be uh, monies that I'll be able to procure later. So that's something that I've been doing for about 22, 23 years now. And, um, and other than that, I just take care of my family. I enjoy taking care of the family, being at home, being an at-home father because of the nature of business that I'm in. I'm able to be home with them. Yeah, well, you may be busier than you think if this housing bubble uh, pops. So there may be a lot of people looking to unload. So well, that'll probably be keeping you busy. But uh, take me back. I believe you said your oldest is 16. So then take me back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey. Then about how old were you when you first became a dad? And how did that experience kind of change your perspective on life? Um, I don't think it changed it too much. Um, I had Darian when we were, I was, we had Darian when I was 35. Um, I had helped with so many children prior to that. I really had a good working knowledge, but of course, not my own child, as you can imagine. Um, but it, it's still a different bond, of course, when you have your own child and you understand that you have a requirement and responsibility to um, infuse into that child or those children, in our case, the greatness of life, you know, love, respect, honor, things like that. But it's the bonding that I had never really had experience in. That's what changed my life was seeing how you bond with a brand new baby. So that was the experience that Darian gave. And it was such a great experience. That's why we now have 13 more children. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And, and just tapping into that, Dion, uh, one of the things that, that I know is important for, for my four kids is to have that individual isolated time with dad, whether that's just a walk to the bodega or just a trip to the supermarket, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. For us, it may seem so insignificant, but for the child, it's their whole day. It makes their, their you know, it really is something special to them and they need that. How would 14 kids are you able to distribute and uh, uh, do you have to schedule this out? I mean, how do you make sure that each one of your kids gets that, that isolated individual time and love from dad? Good question. We are busy, busy, busy. There's always something to do outside and away from this home. For instance, I take care of a lot of my rental properties. I just rushed back here right now from having to take care of a rental property. Having said that, many times I'll take one with me. I'll take one child with me. Um, it, it may be to a grocery store run or to Sam's Club or to Costco. In those times, that allows that one-on-one time, me with them and, of course, them with me, so that I can learn more about them and then they can feel that they have that personal connection with me as their father. Very, very important, especially when you have as many children as we have. Yeah, no doubt about that. And one thing I'm curious uh, myself, as far as the pandemic that we've just been going through here that turned everybody's lives upside down uh, at the onset of that, you know, my kids were home from school. We're all doing the homeschooling. Everyone was kind of locked down for the first couple of months there. And Mm -hmm. it was fun for the first couple of days spending the time. But then it started to get like, okay, we got to start coming up with some new ideas and stuff. How was that experience for you guys with 14 of them? Uh, How did you kind of manage throughout the whole pandemic? Uh, that's another good question. Uh, the, the biggest challenges we were faced with was being restricted on uh, buying enough food because, of course, it looked like we were hoarding. The average person don't know that we're a family of 16. So that was a huge challenge. Uh, other challenges for us were um, being restricted from going certain places. We're used to doing things together as a family. We enjoy doing things together as a family. But, of course, due to COVID, you know, a lot of places shut down. Uh, you had to dine out. So that was a problem. Whenever we didn't cook, 
having to go somewhere and take meals for 16 people. We're used to going there, eating and getting out of there. But to go there and have to walk away with 16 different uh, meal choices and have them all right, that was a huge, huge challenge. Inside the home itself has always been good. Like We absolutely enjoy our children. As a matter of fact, we just did a uh, TikTok video with them last night, and we absolutely had a ball, had all kind of fun. So we do that here at home. Our many challenges seem to occur when we are away from home. Things like I just mentioned to you, such as going grocery shopping, uh, things like that. Things that's outside of my control, so to speak. But here, we have it under, under control. So COVID was a huge kick in the butt for us away from home. I would, I would imagine so. And one thing, you know, Dion, I talk about on my show all the time is the fatherless crisis that we have going on. We got so many kids are growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. Uh, so yeah. I love the fact that, you, you know, you're being able to, to show that you could do this, not just with one, but with up to 14 kids and still be active and involved in a present father. Because I think uh, we need it so much in our society today. I think if we can get our families back together and more dads in the home, much of the trouble we're seeing in our country would start to go away. What's your take? That is so true. So true. Um, I, I speak about this all the time. The importance of, of course, both parents, just in general. I mean, just having a dual parent household is extremely important. I'm um, having that father figure, having that the father typically brings the um, I, I consider to be the, the more level headed. Um, I don't want to wear this. When I say level-headed, not saying that the mother is not level-headed, but the mother is more nurturing, right? She's doing more nurturing things. It's my job as a father to be able to go beyond the nurturing and just see it for what it is and not allow myself to get tied up into the emotional aspect of it. That's why the, the father's role is just as important as the mother's role, because it's supposed to be that balance. And so in saying that, uh, my wife will often say that when I'm away, that the children aren't the same as they are when I'm, when I'm back home. And I tell her, I say, well, baby, that's sort of the natural and, nor and, and normal order of it because just the father's presence is supposed to bring that sense of calm, if you will. And so that's the one thing that I see that's really indicative of our household because just like what you just said, my father wasn't there for me. My mother had to be both mother and father, which was very, very unfortunate and very unfair. Many times my mother was in survival mode where we don't have to be in survival mode, my wife and I. She has me as her, as her tag team uh, partner, and I have her as my tag team partner. And so consequently, we work off of each other, which is how it, I think it was designed to be. But many times, of course, as you just said, there's households that don't have both parents, and it's always too much uh, of a burden on that one parent. And so being here, that particular day when my wife don't feel like being bothered because she's been doing homeschooling and making runs, she's able to say, baby, I need a quick moment. I'm tagging out. And I'm able to say, I got this. And I want to be here. I'm not here just because I, I'm not here because of my responsibility to be here, but I'm also here because I want to be here, you know? Yeah. And, and I see it in my children's behavior. You know, I, I just see that with it being a dual parent household, I'll, and you see it on television. It's in our, our, our television show is very reflective of how we really are. Uh, our children are very loving. They're very respectful. They understand the, the chain of command, so to speak. And that helps with both Poppy and Mommy being in the home. Yeah, I, I really well said, Dion. And I always make the stipulation that just like your mom being a single mom, I never would take away from what single moms are doing. Many of them working miracles out there. 
Yes. Uh, but it, it's not to say that it's the ideal situation. And uh, it's great to see that you could break that cycle, be a present father, because sometimes uh, that has a way of just keep keep the tradition, keep going in the wrong direction yeah. there. So yes. and you mentioned there too the TV show, obviously putting this on display, I think is great for us to get an opportunity to see how you guys run this entire ship that you got going on over there. Uh, but what was the uh, genesis of that? How did you guys get approached for this? And uh, what was the the onset of the show? Uh, how did it all become about? Uh, it started when we had our quintuplets. When we had our quintuplets, we really gained a lot of national notoriety. We were on The View, uh, The Today Show, uh, Good Morning America, Steve Harvey, as a result of Karen going the full, uh, was considered to be full term for quintuplets. So anything was at 28 weeks is considered full term having five babies. Karen went 32 weeks in two days. So that was like a miracle in and of itself. Then she didn't develop any of the natural uh, challenges that a lot of single, excuse me, a lot of mothers with one child, with one single birth may be faced with, which is preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, these are things that a, a woman with just one baby can often experience. Karen didn't experience any of those, and she had five babies at one time. And so, and plus, it was natural conception. So that gave us that national notoriety. And then from that, various uh, production companies started to contact us, asking us to do a show. We were finally contacted by uh, Lori and Salvi. And she, uh, she's ex- one of the executive producers for Doubling Down with the Doritos. And when she contacted us, it was just a almost like a marriage waiting to happen. My wife and I truly enjoyed speaking with her. She was very transparent. She's been just as transparent from the very beginning. Uh, she's just that transparent even to this day. And that, of course, that was the, the, the core to Doubling Down with the Doritos. And then she put together a scissor reel and pitched us to several uh, networks. And we, we, we stopped at TLC. TLC, just to me, they're the trailblazers and the pioneers of large family and producing a, a large family in such a great way that it shows who we are. It's accurate on who we are, while at the same time catering to all the needs that we require as being a large family. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I've had the, the pleasure of I had uh, Adam Busby's been on the podcast here, Matt Roloff. Uh, uh, John Goslin, so many of the different reality TV show dads with the big families. And I often wonder, too, watching it back as a dad, do you ever look back on some of the film? I mean, to have your life filmed in such a, a dramatic way all the time, do you ever look back and say, ooh, I, 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 you're a little bit like, ooh, I could have did something a little bit differently there. Has any, have you changed any kind of your style based on what you've seen in the, in the replay? Uh, yes, I look back all the time, and I wish I had changed something. And it's one thing each time. My weight, I wish I was smaller. Um, oh, my God. I, I look back and say, oh, my God, I got to stop eating so much. But as far as what's shown on television, no, I don't look back with any regret. What you see is who we are. That's just who we are. So it would, it would almost be like asking me, do I look back on my life? If I make a mistake, yes, I wish I'd done things differently with that mistake. But everything that you see on our show is just really our lives. And in many times I'm able to reflect on something that I witnessed that I said or did, you know, a year or so prior. Uh, for me, it brings me great pleasure having this journey because I'm able to help many people that uh, that need help. And we, my wife and I weren't in the same position to get the kind of help. Like we didn't have someone that we could touch that was tangible that we could say, hey, what is it like having five babies at one time? 
What is it like breastfeeding five, you know, five babies at one time? What is it like homeschooling five babies at one time? These are things that we had to cross ourselves. So I'm very uh, comforted in knowing that we're able to shed light to other families who may be dealing with things just like ours or very similar to ours. Yeah, and definitely much needed for sure. And, and getting back on on that uh, the fatherless problem that I was talking about, one of the important parts of that is the discipline portion uh, that the father does bring uh, to the table. So what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Um, my discipline style is the same as it was when I grew up. My mother didn't play no games. My mother played no games. She doesn't negotiate. She told me as a child, I will never negotiate with you. It's always going to be my way. I'm going to try to make it where my way uh, correlates with maybe what, what you want, but there are going to be times that my way is not going to be the way you want it to be. And that's how it has to be. I'm not going to play. You know, that's the reason. That's the role of a parent. My job is to lead you, not come back and, and confer with you on which way should we go. As a parent, I should already know which way to go. And so having said that, that's the same role we have with our children. When I speak, I expect them to respect it. We may be in a situation that doesn't allow for me to say three or four different times, hey, come this way. Don't go that way. What happens in that scenario? What happens when the scenario occurs when they're about to run across the street and they need to know right now and I tell them, stop, stop. I may not be in a position to be able to tell them three or four different times, wait a minute, there's a car coming. So that's a, that's a relationship that we established when they were babies. And as, as they get older, that same, uh, those sort of, the same core values have stayed in effect and in place. So now what you guys see on television, that's just the smooth process of what both mommy and I created in the very beginning of having babies. Yeah, very cool. And then uh, speaking about core values, what would you consider, uh, Dion, to be the top values that you hope to instill in all your kids growing up? Good question. Love, respect, faith, uh, empathy, sympathy, uh, caring, nurturing, uh, said respect, respect for family. When you respect family, when you respect poppy and mommy and your other siblings, that transcends into the world. Think about that. When they learn and master respect with me, when, if, if a police officer pulls them over, they won't be disrespectful to that police officer. If they're working at, at the workplace, they'll be more apt to share because they taught that here in my household. So the, the core values to life is all being taught right here. We, Poppy and Mommy, really have to take responsibility for good or bad. So we try to make sure we implement all the key core values of life and getting along with other people. And that's being taught right here in our home. Yeah, really great, inspiring stuff. So what, what's next for you guys here, uh, Dion? Obviously, you got the show going on. What kind of plans or goals do you have for yourself for the future? Oh, my God. You would ask that. I have all kind of plans and goals, all kind. Um one of the things is a larger house. We are in <laughs> desperate need of a larger house. And many people say, oh, my God, were well, you into real estate? Yeah, it's easier said than done, though. I mean, we need such a larger house. We actually need a home built. So that's one of the things that's in our near future. I'm working out some deals with that. As a matter of fact, I just had a telephone conversation with a gentleman regarding that today. Uh, so getting a larger house, which will also entail having some type of a better classroom or larger classroom for our children. We also uh, want a, a larger transit van. So right now we're having to drive two to three vehicles because there's so many of us. Yeah. So we're looking to get one vehicle that will allow all of us to be in that one vehicle and you know, 
move around the city and whatnot. Uh, travel, we, we have a lot of traveling uh, in store that we want to get out with the children. Uh, our children are very happy. They enjoy filming. They look forward to it. And so we like to do different things to show them where the benefits and the perks are from filming. You know, so our job is to sort of keep them rewarded with that, if you will. So we're looking forward to doing that with them and just education. I love educating our children on just basic life things. So these are things that you will probably witness me doing not only on the television show, but if you follow any of my social media, we're always adding something to the awareness of our children to make life better and easier for them. Awesome. Yeah, I love that, Deanna. You know, I, I drive Uber part time on the weekends and I, I do Uber XL, but you need something like Uber bus or something to come along for you guys. Right. Lift bus. Uh, to transport uh, you guys around town? We would have to do three to four Uber Excels. Can you picture that one? Yeah, wild. All right, well, last thing I want to hit you in here, Dion, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Love your child immensely, spoil your child, but also you have to know how to set boundaries for your child. The boundaries start with you. It start at home. And once you teach that child or those children, those boundaries, that will, again, transcend into the community. It will transcend into their workplace. It will transcend into their marriage and their relationships with their children. So it's very important that you understand the ultimate goal that you hope to have with your children, which I would guess the ultimate goal is to be close. Well, you have to develop and start that very, very young. And it also starts with respecting you. And you respecting them. That would yeah. be it. You do that. Yeah. doesn't matter your money, how much money you have, what kind of cars you drive, what kind of house. Love and teaching them respect. That's it right there. That's the core, the core to, to me, great parenting. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Dion Dorico, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you so much. It's been a great interview. I, I, I'm very grateful to you for it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Dion Dorico for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Don't forget my new book, First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads, is now available in bookstores everywhere. Wherever you order books, you'll find it. If you did order a copy, please hit me with a rating or review on Amazon or wherever it is that you bought the book. It goes such a long way to help me out. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Your half-truths and tales As tall as the trees I saw feelings